The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all welcome to hand me my purse the podcast i am mimi walker and i will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast so go ahead and get comfortable get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage whether that's alkaline water red kool-aid a hot cup of tea with honey a glass of cabernet sauvignon or hennessy and light yourself a candle some incense or burn some sage and just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up friends and kin? It's Mimi, resident Auntie Supreme here, hand me my purse. And today I am sipping on some green pu'er tea. And as you can see, I'm actually drinking it and I'm drinking that because my allergies have been out of whack and I just kind of feel like my body needs a bit of a reset. So I'm going to start with some tea and I just like tea. Tea is my thing. I love it. Period. End of story. It's no big explanation for it. And this brand that I got is actually ridiculously expensive, but I really wanted it. I've ordered from them before and I really love the brand because of the quality and care they put into the production of their tea. And like how they harvest it and, you know, the whole process to make the tea. Usually pu'er tea has a really strong like earthy taste. I don't know if you've ever had it before, but usually I buy it and like I can't get through a cup. But this one is much more mild and the flavor is actually pleasant. I like it a lot. And I just got it this morning. It arrived with some other ones that I purchased. And, you know, I'm curious if you guys are tea or coffee drinkers. Because sometimes I feel like everybody drinks coffee. 
I might create a poll or a post or something on Instagram later this month because I told you guys I want to know what you are drinking or sipping on when you listen to this show. And yes, I'm in your business like that because that's what aunties do and that's what I'm doing. I want to know what you're drinking. So guys, the jam for this episode is very straight and to the point. It's actually the title of this show. It is What About Your Friends by TLC. And I chose this song because, well, you'll see when we get into the topic, but it is a perfect song choice and a title of the show for what we're going to talk about today. And I got the cover from actually an HBCU, Southern University, their band. If you don't know about HBCU bands, First of all, don't tell anybody that you don't, but just go to YouTube if you must and search HBCU marching bands or HBCU bands and just get into it. Just get into the black excellence that you are going to be drowning in. One thing I learned in looking for this song is that the name of their marching band is called the Human Jukebox. How dope is that? As usual, I'm going to have a link to the song on YouTube in my show notes, as well as a link to the cover in my show notes for you. So this is Southern University playing TLC's What About Your Friends? Now, listen, I don't know about you, but that was a whole jam. I was over here jamming while I was listening to it. And if you wasn't, check your pulse, please. Now, let's go ahead and get into this show. So, guys, this was an amazing week for women, for black women in particular. Clearly, that's what I would be talking about on this show black girls but it was a really great week for black girls first I'm gonna run down just some of the things that were really awesome so first girl trek if you don't know what girl trek is I'm gonna read you a little snippet from their website but you should definitely check them out I'm gonna put a link to their website in my show notes but it says here girl trek is the largest public health nonprofit for African-American women and girls in the United States with nearly 100,000 neighborhood walkers girl trek encourages women to use walking as a practical first step to inspire healthy living, families, and communities. As women organize walking teams, they mobilize community members to support monthly advocacy efforts and lead a civil rights-inspired health movement. So just off the break, you already know that it's going to be something phenomenal if it's coming from an organization that does amazing things like that. They launched their campaign, or maybe not launched it, but... um, They have a campaign, I should say, and the hashtag is daughters of it's either daughters of or daughter of look it up on Instagram. But in in conjunction with that, they did an online live discussion with Angela Davis, the activist and Nikki Giovanni, the activist and poet. 
historical, right? It was totally history being made. It was amazing. Great moment in history, especially since we were all indoors and so many people got to participate. So shout out to Girl Trek for that. It was really, really awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. Then Versus, which is Swiss Beats and Timberland, they brought us the most epic live quote-unquote battle via instagram live which really wasn't a battle but more like a celebration of creative black girl joy and creative black girl magic it's the most epic live battle that instagram has seen between the one and only magical smile like sunshine jill scott and the absolutely mystical miss erica badu it was amazing if you didn't see it it's up on youtube i'll put that link in the show notes as well so that you can see it but it was amazing and it was like over three hours and I came late I thought it started at nine turns out it started at seven and I still was full when I left like it felt really good in addition to those joys this is a personal joy my little cousin Lindsay who was on the show a couple of shows back I think it was the coronavirus show no the hot girl summer show I don't know either way she graduated from Hampton University and although she wasn't able to have her graduation I'm still so proud of her and I celebrate her and I'm really excited for what she is going to do in the future because she is a superstar and I'm really really proud of her you go girl in addition to all those things I have a really personal uh, joy I hosted my very first giveaway and Each of the two winners received a $100 Sephora gift card, and I am so grateful because someone donated those gift cards to hand me my purse, and that was such a blessing. I'm so grateful and so excited for the ladies who got to win, and I can't wait to see. I hope they share with us or share with me what they got with their gift cards because I want to know because I'm nosy and I want to be all up in your business because, like I said earlier, that's what aunties do. This is a smaller personal joy, but Mother's Day came and went and Mimi Walker did not have any emotional breakdowns. I cried a little. Yes, I did. But I legit only cried about four to five tears. The end. And I'm really proud of myself. And that's a pretty miraculous moment in Mother's Day history for me, because usually, you know, I cry and I don't always like fall all out cry. Like as the years go by, it's gotten a lot easier to uh, handle, but like I only cried like maybe four to five tears, like for real. And it happened early in the day and I was good for the rest of the day. I'm really, really proud of myself. I am. And I really believe that it is connected to the show that I did last week or two weeks ago, the episode that I did around mother loss. It was cleansing and it was healing for me. And um, it was just really good. And I want to thank my therapist again, Dr. Demise, for all of her help making the show a success by giving me those strategies to share and being able to define what mother loss is. And also, I want to thank you guys for listening and all of the awesome responses and feedback that I got about the mother loss episode via DMs and emails just about the show and how it made you guys feel you have no idea how awesome that is for me. Like it really like fed my soul. And I even received some text messages from like people who actually know me and my personal story saying that they were proud of me for doing the show. Again, my soul was fed. I was full. Like it was just, it was, it was a mother's day 
for me, that goes down in the books and I'm just overcome with gratitude. So while we celebrated many, many blackout joys, there were some not so wonderful moments, right? So for starters, I'm going to just get into this tea. There's an Instagram video of Kaya, you know, my neck, my back, Kaya. She made a video where she is like going off on Trina, you know, the baddest bitch Trina, you don't know now, Trina, trick daddy, Trina. She read Trina for filth, sorrow, and mayhem. I don't know what this is about. I don't know why and or how she has so much disdain for Cousin Trina. But Jesus, Lord, have mercy, Joseph and Mary. She was mad, honey. And when I tell you she was big mad, she is mad. I don't really have a side to choose in this fight. Like, I don't really care. It's just another rap beef. Uh, But I will say this much. At some point in my life... I would really like to reach the level of black woman excellence that it takes to read. I'm not even going to say black woman excellence because I'm not. I want to reach the level of black excellence that it takes to read someone for bleed like this. Like sis didn't even take any breaths between her words. Like it was like, you know, the end of JJ Fad's supersonic. If you don't look it up. Where she's like, hit it, baby D. I'm like, skin and devastating, adolescent, whatever. And when she's like that, it was kind of like that. Keep in mind, I have never known what baby D is saying in real life at the end of that song. But that is essentially how um, Kaya was talking in this video. I mean, it was, it was kind of phenomenal. Like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Uh, But I want Kaya to get it together. I want her to reel it in because her slip is showing. She got to find a way to get some chill. Like you live in Dade County or you're from Dade County. You live in Miami. The sun is always shining. Like find some chill, sis. It's too much. And I don't want to know how this is going to unfold. I actually don't really like stuff like this. The only reason that I'm bringing it up is because the way she reads in this video, it's like it's the stuff that one can only dream of. It's magical. So find it. It's on Instagram. I'm sure you can Google it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes because I am not an advocate of feuding amongst black women, especially not to that degree. But find it and don't even get into the things that she's saying. Just get into how she's saying it. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing stuff. And another uh, interesting moment in black lady land, I'll say, is that the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion came on this past weekend and it I watched it and I haven't watched the show all season and I have been a dedicated watcher of this show since the very first season. But when I watched that reunion, it reminded me of why I opted out this season like all of this stuff has just been done over and over now they just have more babies on the show but they are still acting like fools and I just want to know where is the reality show where black women are getting along and supporting each other and showing solidarity and sisterhood where's that show where's that show sis show it to me does it exist am I missing something is it on some special news channel that only comes on in Arizona is it in French? Is it in uh, Jamaica? Is it in Canada? Where is it? I want to see it. As a matter of fact, somebody call Mona Scott and tell her to executive produce that damn show. How about that? How about that? That's what we need. Not more of this black girls fighting with fake butts and acting like fools on television. Like, let's see something positive. 
for God's sake, because black women are doing so many awesome things globally. There's that word again. Globally, we need to I want to see that. We need to talk about that. We need to see that on TV and not just black women not getting along and fighting because that's not all we do. The last major thing that I know of that I'm talking about today and the main topic of our conversation today that happened in black girl world this week or this weekend was that last episode of Insecure. Now, if you are not watching Insecure by now, okay, we're in season four, get your life, like, please get your life and get to somebody's house, your cousin, your auntie, your granddaddy, your grandmama, your neighbor, somebody make friends with somebody that got HBO or somebody that will let you use their HBO go password. Okay. Do better. You got to do better. And I need you to get on that. I need you to binge watch it because I need you to stand in solidarity with all of us male and female that are watching this show because it's not just women that are watching this show so we are gonna um dive into this whole molly versus Issa situation on this show okay so let's dive on in if you're not a watcher of the show or if you haven't been watching lately by the end of this episode of hand me my purse the podcast you are going to be super ready to go and binge watch because the show is amazing and it's getting really good like it's that climactic time in the season where it's getting real funky right and so the last episode episode five was action-packed and as brother Malcolm if you don't know who brother Malcolm is God have mercy okay but let me break it down for you as brother Malcolm X would say We got a chance to see the chickens come home to roost. The opening scene in episode one, like we knew it was going to be on and popping when we saw the the opening scene when Issa says what she says. I don't even need to say what she said. I don't need to repeat it. We know what she said. And if you don't know what she said, this is all the more reason why you have to go and watch season four and get caught up. And... There were so many moments that kind of let us know that this season was going to be some shit. You already knew just because the opening scene, Issa kind of set the tone for the season. Issa set us up for episode six, which is coming on next week. Because we kind of went into episode five thinking everything was honky-dory and copacetic after Molly got over herself. For those of you who don't know, uh, Issa... I don't really feel like I should have to, you know what, I'm gonna do you one better. I am going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put recaps of, I'm just gonna put some recaps. And I may even put just a recap of season four just so far. I'm not giving you a recap of the whole show. You can find that yourself. Okay, Google is our friend. I want to start off by like, noting that Molly and Issa's roles have essentially reversed almost to a T. Uh, And they both kind of seem like fish out of water trying to navigate these new spaces that in turn is causing some stress in their friendship. Right. And the real issue is that they have both been being pretty shady and acting like gargantuan palm trees to one another instead of being adults and being good friends and sitting down and talking it out and trying to communicate. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying that. They were supposed to talk. Molly wanted to talk, but Issa didn't. Let's 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 break that down. Now, when I say that Issa didn't, I don't mean that she didn't want to talk. What I was trying to say is that she didn't make time 
And even though it was her idea when she asked her in the grocery store, when things hit like that next level of disrespect, when, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember what happened in the grocery store. If it was Molly, I think it was Molly who was being very judgmental and judging Issa about TSA Bay and that or judging her about the whole Condola and Lawrence issue. Uh, and Issa was like, do you want to talk about this? And she was like, yes. And then they decided that they were going to do it at Thanksgiving. But the real issue is that, let me get settled in this chair. The real issue though, friends and kin, is that this has been going on for since season one. And when I look at their friendship, I can't help but think about how it's almost like they need each other so much, the both of them, which is why they have such a great friendship. But they have that kind of friendship where when it's good, like it's so great. But when it's bad, like it is bad, like really bad. And part of that is because they're both so codependent on each other and they're both very codependent on each other because Issa has always or in the past has needed Molly, you know, to kind of balance her life out because Molly is very responsible. Molly's a lawyer. She has this good job. And, you know, from the outside looking in, she has everything together and her life is really, really good. And it's only the people that are really close to her that know that, She doesn't have it all together. But from the outside looking in, watching Issa, like her life seems to be like a whole chaotic mess. When in reality, she is probably the better one at communication, the better one at dealing with um, interactions with other people. You know, I think that a lot of people don't give her credit, even though like her life can be a bit of a mess, like to me, she's way more emotionally stable and way more emotionally mature than Molly is. And I think this is the season where all of that comes out. Molly has always needed Issa to need her, if that makes sense. Like she needs Issa to, I don't want to say it like this, but like she needs Issa to to fail essentially like she needs that because that in turn makes her feel better about herself because she gets to rescue Issa or she gets to um help Issa up when she falls down or before she falls down she gets to you know like slip the pillow underneath her and that makes her feel good not understand that I get that there are millions of people on this planet like that but I think in addition to that like she doesn't really want to see Issa shine and Not that she doesn't want to see Issa shine like she doesn't want to see her friend do well, but she wants to see her do well to a certain extent. And I think that part of all of this disdain that she has had for her this season is coming from like Issa kind of blossoming into her own. Like Issa's doing like a major thing. Like, I don't know, you know, if you guys are aware of this, but pulling off like a block party or an event of that magnitude, like that was dope. And that was really major. And to be really honest, she did it all without Molly. Like Molly didn't really support her in her venture to try to pull this off. If anything, enter Condola. Um, Let me just say, I really, let me not say that because somebody listening, their name may be Condola. I'm not very fond of the name Condola. And I'm just going to say that and I'm going to leave that there. And I'm not going to say anything else about it. And and that's it, because I don't want to offend anybody. Somebody's mama might 
name might be Condola, their grandmama that had to have their foot amputated because she had diabetes. Yes, I said diabetes. Um, So I'm not going to say anything beyond like I'm not fond of the name Condola. They could have found another name for that girl, like period, because she kind of looked like an Aisha to me. She does. But whatever. Condola it is. Condola and Issa became cup of noodle friends. What do I mean by cup of noodle friends? Cup of noodles, you put some water in them, you put them in the microwave because everybody, just about everybody makes them that way. Even though you're not supposed to, because if you read the wrapper, it tells you to not put them in the microwave. And ever since I read that, I have not done that since. I don't really eat them on a regular basis. So Issa and Condola become cup of noodle friends. Molly immediately has a problem with that because... Nobody else can come into Issa's life and take that position as her rescuer or, you know, her savior, if you will. And Condola from the outside looks like she's got it all together. And I personally feel like Molly was feeling a little intimidated by that. And like, I'm pretty territorial about my friends. Um, so I get it. I think I'm just territorial in general. That's just my makeup. But I think that as a result, like, I, I get that. I get like, oh, who is this new chick? Why are you hanging out with her? Like, I get that. But also, I'm also an adult and I understand that people are going to have other friends. So I think that Molly was feeling a type of way because it's like, here comes this new girl, you know, who is she? And why are you spending so much time with her? And for me, that was the first indicator that Molly was extremely self-absorbed. Maybe not the first indicator, but it was a red flag for me because it's like you are not even thinking outside of yourself enough to understand that your friend is doing something major that could possibly change the trajectory of her career and of her life. Why are you not being more understanding that like her time is kind of being taken up? Really? And sis, if you don't like that she doesn't have as much time for you as she usually does when she doesn't have a job and she's at home or her job is to be the apartment manager. Why don't you ask her, how can I help you? Why don't you ask her or offer your time if you are concerned about spending more time with her? You know, for the life of me, I don't understand why adults cannot communicate what they're really feeling. Actually, I do. It's about being vulnerable. That's really what it's about. But if you are somebody's friend and you love them and you care about them, like all that other shit has to go out the window and you have to say, I have to be okay with being vulnerable with my friend because our friendship is important to me. Right? So if Molly was feeling that way about Issa not making time for her or Issa all of a sudden spending time with Condola. Based on what I've seen, it seems like they have the kind of relationship where they can say those things to each other. They say all kinds of other wild ass things to each other. Why couldn't you say that? Or why can't you say what was bothering you so that you ca- you guys could fix it or so that you can work on it? So that was already I, I was already like, you know, Molly, you kind of suck. I was already starting to feel that way. And at the end of the day, like strong friendships are based or you know what? Just not friendships. 
strong relationships. I'll never forget. I was on a date with this guy. This was a gazillion years ago and we were at the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Shout out to the Cheesecake Factory. I still like to eat there from time to time, but we were at the Cheesecake Factory and we were talking. It was a great date. And, you know, he was that we were having some really deep conversation and he asked me what a, what did I believe was the strongest aspect of a relationship? And I, you know, I thought I knew and I was, you know, like, you know, a lot of people think it's love, but I really think it's communication because, you know, you have to know how to communicate with people, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, actually, because he, he was short and he just thought he knew everything, but whatever, it's all good because I learned a lot from him with his little short self. Anyway, he said, you know, I push back on that and I would say that it's understanding because if I understand you and I understand who I'm dealing with. I'm going to know how to communicate with you. I'm going to know how to love you. I'll know how to make you feel like you trust me. I'm going to know, you know, how to make you smile. When you understand people, you know, that sets the rest of the relationship up. So I say that to say a, a good friendship or, or a strong friendship, I should say, should be based in understanding. If I already know who my friend is, like, I'm already in the in the understanding or in a space of understanding where I know, you know, what she needs. And so maybe Issa could have been a little more understanding in knowing that Molly, you know, has a hard time being vulnerable. And I mean, to be honest, Issa asked her a few times, like, girl, are you okay? And Molly just was not open with her communication. She didn't say, girl, I'm just feeling a little way about, you know you not spending no time with me or da 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 da. She just kept kind of like brushing it off and acting like nothing was wrong. And black women, we are the queens of that. Oh, I'm fine. Why you always lying? You all right? Oh, I am fine. Oh, trust me, I am good. We are good for that. When the truth of the matter is, you're not fine, sis. You're mad, sis. You uncomfortable, sis. You're intimidated, sis. You know, say how you feel. It's okay to be vulnerable and you should be okay with being vulnerable, you know, with someone you consider your friend. But anyway, I believe that that is the first breakdown in their relationship or in their friendship is that there's a breakdown of communication and a breakdown of understanding. Because I also feel like Molly wasn't being understanding, like I said, about what Issa was embarking on with the journey of having this block party, even in the the first episode when she was having the little like um, soiree at her apartment building, like at the end, she just left Issa there to like clean up by herself. And Issa was like, you know, I got it. Like, why wouldn't you stay? I wouldn't even ask. I wouldn't even say that to my best friend or a close friend of mine. I wouldn't say you got it. Like I'm a go if it was an emergency. Yeah, but I'm going to stay until the end until the last bag of trash is thrown out. So I feel like Molly had an issue with Issa not making time for her and, uh, you know, her and Condola becoming cup of noodle friends. And then the verbal attack started, you know, and they were like going at each other with like daggers and it got to the point, And this is how I knew I, I'm like, you know, this is not good or this is looking bad because they started asking their other friends. Like when Issa asked, Tiffany did Issa ask Tiffany or Kelly but either way they asked Tiffany and Kelly did the other one you know did Issa say anything or did Molly say anything let me just talk about Kelly real quick Kelly is my personal patron saint and if I had a candle with her face on it it would bring me joy and she is a national treasure to all black women I relate the most 
to Kelly. Kelly, I'm probably a combo of Kelly and Issa. And that whole bit where she was talking in a British accent at that event, I have totally done that. And I did it on a date and not on a date with a guy that I didn't know. It was a date with a guy that I knew. And it was great. And I did not break character, by the way. Anyway, I knew that it had gotten bad when they did that. And it was a major breakdown in communication. You know, Molly started throwing these little baby bitch fits, you know, as a result of Issa not showing up. Instead of just saying, you know, I need you. And I mean, Molly has always been the type of person to just make it all about her. But, you know, I don't want to make this. Well, I mean, it's going to be Team Issa anyway, because the people have spoken. But, you know, I think that it would not have been as bad for Molly if she didn't like create that major breach of friendship the way she went off at that block party. Listen, that was out of pocket. And for me, because God is still working on me and so and Dr. Demisay is still trying to help me figure some things out, there wouldn't be too much coming back from that. Ain't no way. Hell no. And that is because, no, Molly, I ain't going to be able to do it, son, because this is my day and you find a way to ruin it and say that I stabbed you in the back. She didn't even, man, listen, just watch the show. Yeah, just watch the show and, and just kind of, you know, get into your own space. If you haven't already seen it, um, watch it. I'm sure I'll do some kind of recap at the end of the season because I'm going to come back and address it because I'm sure it'll be interesting how it all uh, plays out. And I just have to find an interactive way to have a conversation about it because I definitely want to have a conversation with people about it. So I just have to find a medium for that if it's not just... Um, Instagram. What I want to do now is get into some of the quotes that I pull from social media. This one says, I am team Issa all day. I mean, they both have their issues, but Molly bothers me because she's living like a bougie broad that has issues, but judges Issa for her stuff and acts as if she has it all together. She is low key judgy. And now that she wants to have a mature relationship, everybody must respect her as queen know-it-all. Boo. And then her weird threesome with the married dude, like what? And to tell Issa that she loves drama, please, girl, your ass does too. My point is that she rides the high mighty horse all the while swimming in shit stew, dodging turds all day long. And that one was from Shay. That one was a good one. That dodging, swimming in shit stew and dodging turds. That was good, girl. This is a good one. And this was kind of heartfelt. I don't see how anyone could think Molly was right in this situation. She seems like she was waiting for Issa to fail instead of truly wanting to celebrate her wins. If you can't be happy for me and root for my success, you are not a real friend. Molly stays coming for Issa since season one with shade that was really her true feelings. And what kind of grown woman embarrasses herself like that, especially as an attorney? Honey, girl, please. They humans just like everybody else. There's a time and place for everything, and Nathan asked Issa if she needed help. If it wasn't for Nathan, Molly would have never even met Andrew. Issa didn't involve or invoke Molly's name when Nathan made the ask, and Molly was trying to control Andrew like he was wrong for helping Issa and ruined Issa's event. The girl needed a win. 
Instead of trying to support her, she made snide remarks and doubtful comments throughout the whole process. I had a friendship with a Molly once, and watching this season made me remember that I tolerated a lot that I should not have. Molly is the type of friend who is cool with you as long as you are not doing better than they are, as long as you are just the funny fat friend, and not the one that guys come up to first trying to talk to you. This hit her somewhere personal, I can tell. And that's from Melissa. This one was good because this one was, uh, you know, like Team Issa and Team Molly. This is from Marie. This episode was so good. I think everyone is going in on Molly, but Issa was acting mad shady for a minute in some ways. Issa was being hella sarcastic. Side note, Issa's always hella sarcastic. Issa was being hella sarcastic and didn't have time for sis. Not excusing Molly's behavior, but Issa wasn't 100% innocent. I think Molly was doing way too much, and she at times seems to be happier or better when Issa isn't being her best self. But there were times when she really wanted to talk with Issa and share some mind-shifting moments with her, and Issa was really dismissive, sarcastic, and just didn't have time for Molly, which helped lead to this whole buildup. These are the times when Issa was less than great towards Molly. Sis gave examples, okay? On the trail when they were working out at at Tiffany's house on Thanksgiving and on the phone when she called to ask for the favor. And at lunch with Condola. I think Molly was doing the most and I think she should have been more understanding. Even her man reminds her of how dismissive she was towards him when she was wrapped up in work. I'm not excusing her behavior. I just think that Issa isn't 100% innocent. Molly always comes through for Issa, running interference, helping Issa stalk Nathan, Malibu, etc. Molly is trying to change and Issa is always jokingly reminding her of who she used to be. They both bring mess to the table. Just saying. I think they are going to make up though. That was a good perspective. This quote is from a gentleman. Uh, I didn't talk to him, but I had to read this because it was amazing. Molly finally snapped because Issa was the last person she had some control over and Issa broke that dynamic. Molly can't control Dorian's attitude toward her at work. She can't control her mom forgiving her dad and she can't control Andrew. He's too independent. So when Issa went against her wishes, Molly gave her all the anger she feels towards all the people in her life that she can't control and she wouldn't dare snap on like that. Molly's control issues are also evident in her feeling the need to confront Issa after Issa finally had a win in her life. Molly is the type of person who invalidates your feelings if they conflict with her feelings. Come on now. This one is from John. I'm telling you the brothers is into this now. Molly is used to being the it girl with her little problem child Issa playing the needy friend. Molly is really <laughs> Molly is really trash because she should have wanted her friend to shine even if she didn't shine in that moment. Even if she didn't want to ask Andrew to help her, she should have told Issa to talk to him herself. Molly has a lot of built up insecurities and he wrote insecure really big like a play on words. Huh? With relationships Her job, her dating life, her parents all screwed up and she doesn't want to take responsibility that she is the common denominator. Also, Molly is trash for confronting Issa at her event. That was extremely selfish as AF, we'll say. That showed a complete lack of respect for Issa. Even for what Issa did, it did not call for Molly to be that upset about it. She could have addressed it when she was calmer and did it more ladylike. Boo, I hate when people say ladylike. That ish was ghetto and insensitive. Issa never gets a win. She could have let her have her moment this one damn time. 
these last two uh, give a different kind of perspective. It's not about Molly and it's not about Issa. It's just about uh, the show in general or the relationship. And this one is from, of course, none other than uh, my therapist, Dr. Demisay, she said the show is just too real and gives the world a real glimpse into issues that black women deal with. Watching this show, I feel exposed. I feel like the world can see underneath my hospital gown. And she's right. I, I get that. And this one is from Marcia Jones. And this one says they are both at a crossroad and their happiness is on the other side. I saw them both as a manifestation of each other's fears, holding them both back. They both need to just let love rule. I love that. And I'm going to end it on that. Okay. So if you don't watch Insecure, please go watch it because in about five episodes, which is about five weeks, I'm definitely going to come back to this. Uh, I just, that gives me five weeks for you guys to help me figure out what kind of platform we can have this conversation on. Okay. And on Sunday evening, I am, or Sunday at some point, I'm going to probably post on my Instagram, uh, something about the show and after, or maybe even Monday after episode six have, has come on, I would love to take the conversation to Instagram under that post. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, I'll tell you in a few minutes how you can find me. Actually, I'm gonna tell you now. I'm gonna tell you. On Instagram, you can find me at hand me my purse underscore podcast because either Sunday evening I'll post it and then people can comment whenever or I'm going to post it on Monday. I think I'll post it on Monday morning so that we can have a little conversation about episode six because it's going to be a lituation or as the kids are saying, I've learned a new uh, slang that I really like. It's going to be a movie. I love that. So today's question, guys, uh, is coming to us from Las Vegas. And I just want you to remember that Las Vegas is called Sin City. And we are going to understand why by the time <laughs> by the time I'm finished reading this question. So it says here, greetings. I would like to just start off by saying that I am thoroughly enjoying the podcast. Thank you, sis. Shout out to Las Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. I lived in California. I've been visiting California since I was eight months old. So for about 40 years and I've never been to Las Vegas in my life. Maybe I need to go because it sounds like they have a lot of fun out there. I'll tell you that. So I'm sending you this because I'm in a bit of a dilemma and none of my friends have sage advice for me. I had a one night stand. I guess that's what you call it when you meet someone on Tuesday and you sleep with them on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning and damn near Wednesday afternoon. Okay. All right now. Shit. But I digress. He was my best friend's next door neighbor. Seems like a nice enough guy. We spent the evening chatting and dancing and before I knew it, tequila had taken us over. The sex was beyond anything I could have ever hoped for and I hope it was just as mind blowing for him also. He was African. Now let that mean what it will. <laughs> Sis said, let that mean what it will. I don't really know what that means, but I don't, you know, we're all grown here. 
Use your imagination. Here's the thing. I've never had a one night stand and I don't want this to be a one night stand. I want to see him again. We did exchange numbers. He has texted me a few times, but the texts have been fairly generic along the lines of, hey, hope you had a great Saturday. And he does this every few days. How do I get the invite to go over there again? How do I make this at least a 10 night stand? Miss Laveau of Las Vegas. So Miss Laveau, let me just address my first concern. Are you social distancing? <laughs> okay, because we're in the middle of a global pandemic and you out here living your best life, freaking and deacon, as one of my cheerleaders said before, freaking and deacon. You out here freaking and deacon, which is fine. I advocate freaking and deacon if that's what you want to do. You will never, ever, 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 ever hear Mimi Walker tell you that you should not freak nor deke if that's what you choose to do. But sis, I'm concerned about your well-being. Were you freaking with a mask on? Like, did you have, I'm sorry that I'm laughing. I'm sorry that you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get serious. Let me back this thing up like juvenile. Were you being responsible as far as social distancing is concerned? Probably not. Let's move on. Here's the tea. First and foremost, I really hope that you are being responsible about protecting your body. I hope you use the condom and you probably just need to follow up with your doctor just to be safe because like we don't really know him like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just to get that kind of stuff out of the way, just 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 check on your bits. You know what I mean? And I said bits, B-I-T-S. Check on your lady bitch. Just make sure everything is copacetic down there, right? And just mind yourself and mind your lungs because we are in the middle of a global pandemic. So that was my COVID disclaimer. Now let's go ahead and get to the meat of this question, right? So I'm not really sure exactly what you are expecting from him, but like, and I know this is your first time. So, you know, let me just help you a little bit with just expectation and dating and that kind of thing. Sis, it was a one night stand. You want it to be more? You just kind of got to wait this thing out. Like you cannot um, expect for him to say, oh, girl, I love you so much. We had such a good time the other night and I want to spend the rest of my life with you and do this every night. Like you just met him, like chill out. And like your expectation of him cannot be that of someone that you've been dating for months or someone that you've been knowing for months because you've literally only known him a few days. Release the expectation, any expectation that you have of him and kind of just be present in the moment. You had a good time. That was great. Like celebrate that good moment, right? I know some people are listening to this thinking like, why are you not telling her that she shouldn't be doing this? She shouldn't be having a one night stand. Let me tell you something. I ain't judging nobody. I told y'all in the trailer that that ain't how I get down. So if that's how you get down and you don't agree with what I'm saying, like, I don't even know, like, I don't even have to say anything. You kind of can put two and two together. Back to what I was saying, like, you cannot expect him to want to whisk you off and marry you because you guys had a good sexual experience. For God's sake, you can date a man for years and you guys can have amazing sex and he still not want to take you seriously in a relationship or um, marry you or be with you for the rest of your life. So I think that... If you want to just have fun with this guy 
And one thing I will advocate is safe fun. If you want to have fun with this guy, then I think you kind of just got to let it ride out and just see what happens. And him texting you every few days, even though it is only, hey, hope you had a great day. That still at least shows that he's interested. So there's a possibility that what you are looking for, which is more opportunities to have fun in the bedroom, will happen for you. But you got to relax and chill out and don't like over process and overthink this because there's nothing to over process at all. You met a guy, you had fun with him. That was that. Now see what happens. And like over time, after you get to know him, you can kind of say to him, like, we had a good time the other night, right? Did you have a good time? Yes. Well, what do you think about doing that again? You can bring that up if you want to. If you want to have fun, take control of the situation. Why are you waiting around on him to do it? Go after what you want, if that's what you want. But I will say this, you better be careful because already your expectations are starting not I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any expectations of anybody or of a man but I think that expectations in reality the two need to meet in the middle of the street equal playing ground you can't have the same expectation for a man that you just met and slept with that you would have for somebody that you've been dating for three months Or even for three weeks, like it's been three days, you kind of have to let the process play out. You get what I'm saying? Furthermore, sis, you should also be prepared for the possibility that it was only a one night stand. And if it was, okay, it was good. You had a good time. You had a great time. Sounds like to me, actually, you had a fantastic time. Like celebrate that enjoy that but just be in the moment it sounds like the the real lesson or the real key here is for you to just stay present and be in the moment and in the moment celebrate or be glad that that moment happened for you if you really liked it and it sounds like you did don't go looking for everything else just let everything play out naturally who knows you guys could end up being the best of friends or You guys could realize, hey, I really don't like anything about this person. The only thing we have is great sexual chemistry. Or you guys could get married in three weeks or three years. You know, you just don't know. But not focusing on the future is going to take a lot of stress and anxiety off of you. So just chill out. Have a good time. And get to know him. (laughs) How about that? Get to know him. Find out his last name because I'm pretty sure you probably don't know it. And that's fine, but you should probably learn it, just in case, for legal purposes. This very question confirms everything that I believe about tequila, which is exactly why I don't really drink it that much. And if I do, it's usually in the house, where I know that I'm not going to get into any trouble. Listen... That uh, question for straight facts was intense, right? Um, But it's kind of a perfect segue uh, to the quote that I have. And I already know that there are people listening to this who were like judging Miss Laveau really hard. I already know that. But like for what? 
Like it's already happened. Like she's already gone in and done that. So there's no reason to just sit in a cesspool of judgment and look at her like she's a bad person because she's not. She actually probably did something that a lot of people wish that they could do, which is have the sexual freedom to make those kind of decisions and not like hold back. And that kind of thing isn't for everybody, but just because it's not for you doesn't mean that it is absolutely wrong because everybody does not navigate through life the same way that you do. Moving on to We Gotta Do Better. I decided to take a page from the Black American cult classic, New Jack City. And this episode is really a reminder that as women, particularly as Black women, we all we got. And we should always be our sister's keeper. And the quote is from none other than our Black national treasure, Miss Serena Williams. The success of every woman should be the inspiration to another. We should raise each other up. Make sure you're very courageous, be strong, be extremely kind, and above all, be humble. Listen to the end part. And above all, be humble. Friends and kin, I want to first thank God because, you know, it's black rule that you must thank God first and rightfully so. I believe that that is what you should do. I also want to thank my producer, Sasson Anderson, although we are part like Celia and Nettie in the color purple, you know, I still want to thank her, even though she is not here working with me because... Of course, this global pandemic we are dealing with. I want to thank all of my family, all of my friends, all of my supporters. And of course, you guys who are out there listening, I appreciate you. And I definitely can't wait until we do this again. I want to send a special thank you to everyone that participated in my Mother's Day giveaway. And a special shout out to the two ladies who won. I hope that you enjoy your hundred dollars for a gift card and I want everyone to know that this is the first of many giveaways that we'll be having and I want to send a really special thank you shout out to the person who donated the gift cards like that was amazing it was such a beautiful gesture and I want you to know that I really appreciate you now hold up before you exit out of whatever streaming service you are using to listen to this show I want you to stop hammer time Oh, 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 just kidding. Really? I want you to stop. And now I want you to go click on subscribe or follow if that's possible. And then I want you to get on over to Instagram and follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. Again, that's hand me my purse underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on Twitter at HMMP underscore podcast. So just like hand me my purse, but just the abbreviation underscore podcast and on Facebook just search hand me my purse podcast and if you listen on Apple Podcasts or any other medium that allows you to do so please rate and go ahead and give me a review tell me what you think even if you don't like it show notes are going to be available at handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com and show notes are going to have all of the information about the show, any links that I discussed or any products or anything that I mentioned. All of that is going to be there for you. Again, that's at handmemypurse.com 
buzzsprout.com. I want you to submit your questions for the straight facts segment, like Miss Laveau did from Las Vegas. Uh, submit those and photos and or stories or quotes about your aunties or from your aunts to hello at handmemypurse.com or feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Don't forget guys, on Monday, I want you to go to my Instagram also and I want you to look for the post that has the picture of Molly and Issa on it and I want you to comment under there and let me know are you team Molly or are you team Issa and I want to know why. And if your opinion changed after the show, say so. But I want to know who you rocking with, who you with. Issa, Molly, neither one. Just let me know. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys think. I would really love that. I definitely want to hear what my listeners are thinking about the things that I talk about on the show. So I want to hear from you about what side you are on with regard to this little friend war going on on Insecure. You can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered on those days, again, the 1st and 15th of every month, on your podcast streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, these are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this bitch. Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.